The year is 1999. The place? Canada. Somewhere in Canada. And the people involved? Well, us. Who are we? We're not even in this story, but we're here now, and we're here to talk about it. I am David King, the host of Undercooked Analysis and the proprietor of Midnight Marinara. With me is my good friend and associate, Dead Palette. Hello. We're going to do this in a very calm and dignified manner this episode. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no no more jokes, no more bear puns, and certainly no reading of the comments that came in on these last couple videos that we put up asking. Because <laughs> there were no fucking comments. There were no fucking... <laughs> 346 views on, as of this recording, on 1999 Part 1. On Part 2, we have 163 views as of this recording, and still, hardly anything. Well, I guess that's not entirely fair. We had a couple people with insights, and we want to acknowledge those people by reading what they had to say. What do you am say? I, am, I, am I reading those? I don't know. Do you, do you, uh, I figure we should each pick, pick a couple. Okay. Uh, I spelled Eclipse wrong, left a comment confirming that senior kindergarten is, in fact, a thing in Canada. That's actually really insightful. Uh, Because to my American ears, that sounds fucking stupid. Weird. (laughs) But apparently it's a thing, so. Weird northern heathens. I mean, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, even even I spelt Eclipse wrong says, Our education is a bit odd, I'll admit. We also used to have a 13th grade. I love this series, and I hope you continue to feature on it. Well, definitely, and thank you for the feedback. I spelt Eclipse wrong. Your avatar is adorable. (laughs) It is adorable. (laughs) Um, Actually, um, yeah, we've gotten some good comments. Um... Need the few that are in, but that's actually a very informative one. Uh, one Winged Raven wants to draw Mister Bear as a Japanese schoolgirl. Now, I'd say refrain from doing that, please, for the love of God, please, really, no, really, please don't. Um, the JoJo, who I assume is locked in combat with the Immortal Dio, um, <laughs> leaves a comment. It was so strange listening to this at first, and then the more into it you guys went, the more it became clear why. I read this one. I have vague memories of this. Couldn't remember how it ends, though, which makes me believe I never finished it. I agree with DP more than I agree with Mr. King, though. Too nitpicky this time. Thanks for the fun, as always. Yeah, so, so stop being an asshole. I'm being too nitpicky? Yes. I'd... Mm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Fine. I'll just, make, I'll just make fucking stupid bear jokes, and I'll... Jo- Jojo, listen, if you're listening to this, if you want to know how I feel about your comment, I've taken it into consideration and... Hinjaku, Hinjaku! It's, use- uh. it's useless. No. <laughs> Goodbye, Jojo. Anyway. Uh, you know, I-, I read the wrong comment, though. Actually, Jojo left a very good one on um, on the second part, right? Yeah. Do you want to read that one? I'll kind of uh, paraphrase it here, but he's like echoing what we were saying about the front-loading, ruining part of the experience. Mm -hmm. 
and it's it's very true. He also brings up the basement, which I can see the the link to there. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that, but it's a good point. Um, actually, it would be interesting. We we might want to look at the basement at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we uh, uh, thankfully, JoJo the JoJo leaves a name. It's Mordecai, Mordecai's Mordecai X Seven, Mordecai Times Seven. I don't know. Either way, Ugh, that's uh, that's that's that. Uh, we'll check it out at some point. Um, and then someone else, um, uh, Wiggle, Wiggles, uh, suggested we check out POW at some point. I never read that. Nah, neither have I. So I have no idea. I see that Vincent C name around a lot. Yeah, I think um, Vincent. I think it's Vincent V. Kava. I know yeah, that uh, Mr. Creepypasta is butt buddies with him. Is absolutely probably probably sleeps with him or something. <laughs> or at least uh, loves his stories. I have. I don't know. It's none of my business. Anyway, um, but yeah, there's a few good ones. Our good friend Tormental has nothing concrete to say at all, except for noting a creepy moment where this motherfucker right here, the fucker was beeped out with a literal boop sound effect. I went back to see if you'd added a sensor beep, but the second time I listened, it was gone. So um, that's not our problem. Problem. Pablo. That wasn't our problem. That was clearly Lawyer Cat. Yes. Yeah. As he then goes on to point out. So... Um, we gotta we gotta pay attention to those uh, cease and desist orders. <laughs> I, I keep smelling. I, I keep I keep finding uh, dead rats with uh, cease and desist orders tied to them, like threatening messages, insulting my intelligence left outside of my home, and I'm getting a little worried. Yeah, that at this point, that whole thing is just <laughs> it's it's stopped being funny, and it's just these people are complete assholes. Yeah, we're we're kind of. I don't know. It was it was funny at the time. It looking back on it, it's still pretty funny. But yeah, no, complete and utter assholes and lying through their nostrils about everything. When you see comments turned off on videos, <laughs> you gotta. That just immediately sends up a red flag in my book. <sighs> no kidding. Oh my god, definitely. Uh, and and you know what they're doing? They know that even though he's this ridiculously popular author. He he's not really a popular author. His stories are popular and people really don't pay attention to Slime Beast for whatever reason. They just pay attention to his works and don't usually associate them with him. Yeah, which it's is weird. which is part of why this whole fiasco started in the first place and why he's so adamant about making sure that that um he doesn't care about the page just as long as if you offer his work for free, you you at least give credit where credit is due, you know? And then he's cool with it. He, he didn't even fucking demand that he that he gets credit. He no, was not just even like, on this one. He just, just he was just him. like, yeah, he was just like, hey, it would be cool if you... And then he was just like, yeah. And then these assholes took over, and they're saying that they have the right to use Disney characters, which is... Selling shirts? I don't see Disney coming down on us with a band hammer, so clearly it's okay. Meanwhile, oh rah, my rah, God. Rah, rah. We, we could... We could tangent about this for ages. But yeah, that's that's the thing real quick, though. It's just infuriating because he was coming into these comments and saying, like, what you're saying is obviously bullshit. And all it takes is a little skepticism to see that these people are full of shit. Oh, no doubt. 
And that's why they're blocking these comments and don't want comments. It's because of that very reason. Because they know that they're fucking up shit's creek. And that they're so <laughs> dead to rights wrong with this character assassination bullshit. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. What click. deplorable, deplorable plagiarist. Uh, well, luckily, luckily, most people now understand that it's bullshit and, uh, uh, and know better. So uh, it's okay. Uh, you know, I hope the thing. I, I, I hope so. There's probably still a dozen 12-year-olds or something who are super excited for whatever it is they're doing. But I want it to go onto Steam. I want it to get greenlit. I want people to play it. And then I want them to get sued into the ground by Disney. <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. That would that would that would be legitimately hilarious. Wow. Uh so we just we just evolved from reading comments to just talking about some useless bullshit that happened in the recent past. <laughs> if if anybody's unfamiliar with what's going on, feel free to go uh stalk Slime Beast's channel and take a look at the video evidence he documented on this whole fiasco uh if you're gonna ask us questions about us about it uh don't i mean we weren't really there we were kind of in the midst of it for a little bit but mostly we just stood with slime beast and he just kind of shook his head inside and we just had a good laugh about it <laughs> i was there i was watching you were the one who uh you you, you jumped in a few times as, i was, as I was I. gonna think of that it was funny it was it was fucking hilarious and then um, it, and then it just got sad. Yeah, especially when you know the clearly the 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 idiot patrol just doesn't get it. You know, they just keep lying and lying until it becomes true. They they think that that's going to work. No, it's, it doesn't. I mean, again, if if they if they believe in paranoia agent logic, it might work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, we're gonna. Uh, we're actually, we're, as as is obvious here, we're gonna finally get back to uh, 1999. Um, between now, uh, between now and the last time we uh, we did this, I actually got some interesting uh, information given to me by a specific uh, specific fan of the show. Um, I want to give credit where credit is due, so I'm looking it up. <coughs> uh, it was posted to my uh, my Facebook feed. And um, one of my one of my fans mentioned that there's a, a show on Nickelodeon that used to air or still does air, and it was called Ubi. And the content of the show, indeed, were just a bunch of human hands that talk to each other. Hmm. Coincidence? I seriously doubt it. But that being said, I watched a little bit of it, and I can definitely see that where the author might have gotten some inspiration from the whole Ubi thing. Well, I can think of another creepypasta that took advantage of a very little-known Nickelodeon show. Oh, Happy Appy. Oh, boy. Did the same thing. Oh, that's so, right. So that's just bolstering my point about that, that this person set out to make uh, Happy Appy a good story. <laughs> I, I, I totally feel it. Let me see if I can find that that mention again. Might be too far back. I'm pretty sure it was Orion Moon. I could be wrong, but uh, Orion, if that was you, uh, thank you. And if it wasn't you, then whoever it was, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't have known about Ubi otherwise. 
So now I can't help but picture the the booby scenes like a, just a poor man's version of Ubi, you know? Yeah. All right. But yeah, let's get started on uh, on 99, shall we? Yep. All right. Uh, do you want to start or shall I? I guess I'll start. Uh, do we, we want to cover, do we want to go back and forth again since these are pretty long entries? Uh, yeah, we'll just go back and <clears throat> forth between paragraphs, I guess. All right. So you, you, you take charge of Elliot here. Okay. Uh, 5, 12, 12. On April 17th, I finally got my G2 license in Ontario, Canada, uh, in Ontario, Canada. This allows you to drive a car by yourself as well as with some passengers after six months. I, of course, took advantage of this and drove to Caledon for, uh, Caledon for a little Sunday drive. Since I haven't updated this blog in a while, I figured I might as well visit the house where the infamous channel of my childhood was located. The house looked different when I uh, last saw it in October. The place was no longer used as a daycare, and it just sat there, abandoned. However, it did have a for sale sign showing that someone still owned it. Wanting to get rid of it, though. Hmm. Okay. I think we can keep going. Maybe. Yeah, there's not, not a ton to say. Um, the abandoned house drew fuzzy memories from my mind. Mainly of that day my dad took me to visit Mr. Bear. A feeling of dread came upon me. What happened to the children while they were living in that house? I walked to the steps to the front door and peered through the window. Inside, I could see a nearly empty hallway with a few boxes at the end. At the end of the hallway, to the right, was an open doorway, presumably leading to the kitchen. To the left were two doors, both apparently leading to the rooms visible through the window outside. Through the windows outside. I wondered where the cellar entrance was located and whether it had been sealed up. I walked around to the back of the house and found my answer. Two wooden doors lying at an uh, almost flat angle were padlocked shut. This had... Uh, this had to lead to the cellar. Not wanting to hang around, you cannot imagine. Uh, you can. You cannot imagine what was going through my mind at that time. I departed. So we we already got some good uh, stage setting here for this new part. Mm -hmm. I like the um, sense of adventure that we're getting already. Yeah. And uh, like not wanting to break an inner, but he really wants to, you know scope this place out right. and so he's just like listing all of these details that don't necessarily mean anything but it does lend to that sense of adventure and uh the idea of seeing something that was once one thing and now is another thing is always kind of surreal to me whenever yeah. you have been to an area and then you come back like five years later and stuff has changed but it's it's still the same place yeah, that's a that's a well. I mean, considering how much this story relies on a sense of like nostalgia and how things are altered in a you know looking back on childhood memories, I think that's a another strong uh, strong point in the story's favor. It doesn't surprise me that we would get uh, little bits like that. So, um, I actually really like the detail about uh, you know in a lot of stories. I don't know if this is a recurring thing, but usually the the basement door is inside. But I kind of like just the little detail that it's those classic set in the ground like yeah. double doors that open up. That gives it that gives it a little bit more of a uh, I don't know what it is about it, but I really like that detail. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Goonies never say die, right? <laughs> Ready to continue on? Yeah. Uh, 
Behind the house, the empty field continued on until it reached the dense forest that lined the horizon. I wondered if that was the forest where the bodies of the children were found. I thought to myself, fuck it, and proceeded to walk across the field behind the house into the forest. The forest was oddly quiet, save for the few periodic sounds of a woodpecker drilling into a distant tree. I cautiously made my way deeper into the woods, not really caring about the fact that I had no idea where I was going. I don't know how to explain it, but I felt like there was something I had to find. I came to a thinner part of the woods and a few small houses in the distance. Poyo's house, Paulo, it's Paulo in this case. Paulo's house crossed my mind, and I wondered if one of those homes had belonged to him. I neared a small clearing in which I could see three adequately sized logs gathered around a black charred area, showing a small fire had been lit there recently. Hey, get the fuck out of her fort. We, we have... We have the antagonist from Jeff the Killer here already. <laughs> well, well, well. Jesus Christ. It's Roger Klotz. <laughs> Those words nearly gave me a heart attack. Yeah, I, I thought turned it was to Jeff my... the Killer. Yes. Sneaking up onto this story. Oh, man. Uh, I turned to my left and saw two dark-clothed people running towards me. My initial thought was to run. However, as they came closer, I saw they were really just kids in their early teens, possibly 13 or 14. Maybe even 12. As they approach me, I realize they realize my size as well. I'm 6'1", while they could have uh, been no bigger than 5'8". Uh, One might have been 5'7". Well said. Get the fuck out. The one... The larger one who was wearing a Slipknot shirt half-heartedly... Oh, God, this, is, this literally is just like the fucking... Antagonist from Jeff the Killer. These, it's amazing. These, these are. This is probably the author of Jeff the Killer. <laughs> what if that would be? That would be a, tw- a twist. Like it turns out. Oh, I write creepy pasta. Do you know this one? This one's really famous. I wrote this. Says the character oh. in this story, <laughs> not the author, but this kid he meets with the Slipknot shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh. Um. Trying to think what I have to say about this. Well, are we already at the even, end of the, the paragraph? Yeah. Because oh, it gets better. It gets better. Yeah. I stood my ground and shrugged. The shorter one was wearing a Metallica t- uh, shirt, swung a butterfly knife, and held it in my direction. No, you wouldn't want to. I said in a deep, serious tone, trying to sound as badass as possible. I pulled out my cell phone. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Fucking Metallica shirt and a butterfly knife. These kids are such posers, and I love that the narrator doesn't totally recognizes that they're just fucking posers. These little edgelords. <laughs> Again, the the authors of Jeff the Killer right here. Fucking butterfly um. knife. <laughs> I love, I kind of love this. This is like a weird bit of... I, I know you're supposed to be you're you're siding with with Elliot here. You're just looking at these kids, just like really, yeah, really. Oh my god. <laughs> I d- I don't know how I feel about this though. I'm, um, it, maybe you can make a case that it's it's a realist situation to get in. But wh- why would someone take out a butterfly knife for real? Like it's. That's improbable. Well, I said maybe even 12, and I'm like, would you really pull out, would you really have the 
as a as a as a preteen or a young teen to run up to this six foot one person and pull Ooh, a butterfly I think we're, knife. I think we finally know now. It probably is a guy. Yeah, at, at this point, yeah. I, Especially I, I think it gets looking con- ahead a little bit. Yeah, it gets confirmed says, later dude, in the story that Elliot is male. Although, um, I mean, again, I think Elliot's one of those gender-neutral names, so you could you couldn't be sure entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, so these 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 two little scrub lords are just like, I don't know, they amuse me to no end, and I actually think. For, for a pacing perspective, I like that it kind of breaks breaks up what's been going on a little bit. It does add to that weird sense of uh, of um, the time of the story in a weird way. Like, yeah. like I don't know. Like we we know when this is written. So to see these two these two these two kids, one of them's wearing a Slipknot shirt, one of them's wearing a Metallica shirt, and you're like, really? I don't know, me me personally, it just seems really weird. Like, it seems kind of bizarrely outdated for them to be wearing those shirts. Well, then again, it, it always boggled the mind that in high school, uh, I saw a lot of people wearing that one specific Pink Floyd shirt. Oh, from and the, I'm just like, the, the cover of, of, of The Wall? Yeah, and then... Uh, you saw it everywhere because, like, Hot Topic was selling it. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... And it said, like, from a specific tour date. And I'm like, one, do you listen to Pink Floyd? And two, did you even <laughs> did you, exist? Did you exist? And so it was, just, it was just like a weird thing where that was the style to wear a Pink Floyd shirt. When, when I was at a D23 a couple weekends ago, I got subtly condescended by, a, uh, by an Imagineer I like because I made a reference to something. He's like, did you even exist when that happened? <laughs> I, I i look a lot younger than i actually am but like i was just like i, I laughed it off I, I just thought it was funny and he was clearly just being funny about it but at the same time I'm like ouch come on man give me some credit yeah but yeah I, I i like this except for the whole butterfly knife thing it's just yeah if someone would i i don't think that someone would be stupid enough to do that you know yeah. Yeah. If no. they if they were that stupid, they would already be crazy enough to just stab you right off the bat. You know what I mean? Well, again, fucking fucking Jeff the Killer's antagonists and or the writers of the story right here, they would be that yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> you know when I when we read about these characters, I they remind me of uh, the two uh, punk bad guys from Power Rangers. Oh, Bulk and Skull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing these guys as. Oh my! You can hear their in the in the songs playing. Yeah, I'm putting I'm editing their theme music, Vulcan Skull's theme music, in right now. Okay, I'm so All doing right. that. Oh my god! Throughout this scene. All right. <laughs> you want to continue on? Yeah. The two kids withdrew. The one with the metallic in the Metallica shirt, pulling putting away the knife. Good, smart. Look, dude, we don't like people in our fort, so you could just go. So can you just go? The one in the Slipknot shirt said. God. Honestly intimidated. <laughs> I had no business in the forest anyway, so I don't know how simple. Fine. And turned before I realized I had a great opportunity. Did either of you hear of a guy who murdered a bunch of kids in these woods about 13 years ago? I asked the kids. The two looked at each other in confusion, before the one wearing the Metallica shirt could answer, Yeah, everyone knows about that guy, he said to me as if I were stupid. The kid in the Slipknot shirt continued, He still lives around here in the storm drain, 
My big brother's friend says he saw him in a bear costume once wandering around the forest at night. Now, it I get why it's important that these, these caricatures, because they're fucking caricatures. Yeah. Why these caricatures show up, they give this information, but it is really, I, I both love and kind of dislike what's happening here. I think that it's, I don't think it's actually bad writing. No. I just think maybe tonally it doesn't fit in. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I it, like it. In it, it, I I kind of I, I kind of like the fact that we get this weird sort of like tonal whiplash in this part. You know, it's kind of like. Um, have you ever heard of uh, Tequila and Panetti? Um, but, but, it, no. It's this old. Okay, in a nutshell, it's this old cop show. It was around in the 90s. Okay, yeah, I do not know about it. Okay, well, it's this old cop show that used to be around in the 90s. And the reason it's so hilarious is because um, it's about this guy who uh, has a dog for a partner. The dog talks. No one else can hear the dog talk. You hear just hear the dog's narration. And the dog is voiced by, you know, your classic, like, jovial black guy, you know? Oh, of course. You know, like, damn, I love me some burritos. You know, that's what the dog okay. always says. But the cop show is played seriously. Like, <laughs> okay. So you'll have one scene where they go to the house and you actually see like a, a pair of legs hanging from the ceiling. A person has clearly hanged themselves and it's played seriously. And then all of a sudden it cuts to te- tequila sniffing around going like, I know there was a poodle around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the, the, the running joke for me is, is I, I will watch it and be like, oh, so this is tonal whiplash the show. Yeah, I mean they'll have a humorous moment at the beginning, and the whole reason the the cop is in the show is because he shot he accidentally shot and killed a twelve year old girl, and the guilt of it still haunts him. So every so often they'll have that flashback. Meanwhile, the talking dog is is stealing burritos from people and making snide comments and peeing on people's cars. Lovely. You need to look this up. Everybody out there, look up Tequila Bonetti if you want to see tonal whiplash. I thought you were talking about Sacco and Vanetti, and I'm like, the anarchist? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think I learned That's about That's total that. whiplash, anyway. Yes, but... Um, um, you, what did you want to say about this part before we move on? The... I'm, I'm usually not a stickler about structure. I think you just write to whatever works. Yeah. But the dialogue is not formatted here in the way that I would like, in the way that you would read it in a novel... And so it's kind of confusing who's talking. A little bit, yeah. But yeah, that's just a minor nitpick and something I normally don't care about. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Next paragraph is years old, buddy. My instinct told me that this was probably a lie, and the owner of Caldon Local 21 is probably long gone, only existing as folklore in a smaller, isolated community. In the small, isolated community. However, as a human... The thought of a mysterious unknown sparks interest within. Oh, okay. And where is the storm drain? I asked. Just out of curiosity, I didn't actually believe the kid's story. The kid in the Metallica shirt stared at me for a few moments, his eyes seemingly full of annoyance, yet curiosity for me. You're not from around here, are you? Why do you even come here? No, I have to admit I was slightly startled by the nature of his question. However, I figured it might as, I might as well explain why I was there, just in case people mistook my intentions. I told the two kids about my experience with the man 
and called on Local 21. And that I had come to maybe seek out some sort of closure, although I wasn't exactly sure. Two hours later, <laughs> how much did he tell them? Like, did he, did he just summarize? Or did he just be like, yeah, and I saw the tapes and I saw the kids burned alive. Yeah, that's a lot of information. Uh, oh, there was, you know, there was something in the comments I've, uh, or wasn't the, was it the comments? Someone said me, what was it about the, it was something about the caves, the tapes being spread around, I remember seeing a comment. I don't think that. I saw that. Oh, you know what? Because it was one of my patrons. One of my patrons mentioned how weird the spreading the tapes around thing was. So I'll, I'll get to that at the end. How about? Yeah, because we're not quite there yet yeah i just it just came to me and i don't i don't want to leave out some good uh, detail <clears throat> and and also that's really what put the nail in the coffin of happy happy oh my god yeah uh the kids seemed familiar with the channel as they smiled and looked at each other when i mentioned it they also became more understanding and gave me a detailed description of how to get to the storm drain shortly after i decided to just turn around the way i came and head back to the house leaving the kids at their fort but now you're probably wondering why I left out such detail about what the kids told me just now. Is it because is it because I'm choosing to conclude what I have gathered now? That's a bit of a weird sentence. Yeah, we're but getting a few weird sentences in it, this one. I can forgive it. This is this is an yeah. odd entry to the series. Um also I, I love the fact here's something I just thought of. I love the fact that there's these kids trying to act tough and being generics, and yet they have a log fort in the middle of this, like, clearing in the woods. So it definitely gives the impression of their their lack of... Well, not lack of maturity, but they're definitely still kids, you know? Yeah. Get the fuck out of our fort, you fucking fuck. And I'm just like, you are adorable. <laughs> uh, here's what the kids told me in detail. The storm drain, drain lies ahead of the kids' fort, the same direction I was heading. The drain ends at a small river where access water is drained out. Uh, near here is a small playground. The kids told me people rarely use it. The man supposedly lived in a large uh, pipe that rainwater drains out of. People have seen him, although always wearing a bear mask or the mask in the full body bear costume. Note, I do not believe this is true and, in fact, simply a myth made up by residents of Caldon. Uh, the story does not seem plausible in any way. Why does no one call, uh, why did no one call the police? Didn't this guy look suspicious? And other questions like these leave the story invalid. I may visit the storm drain, not because I believe the story, but because I want an excuse to visit Caldon again. So this blog doesn't die. With no more tapes to watch, I don't know what else to talk about anymore. Thanks for continuing to support me and my blog. I know many of you are looking forward to more information about what happened in Caldon during the year 1999, and I will do my best to continue my research on this topic. Elliot out. Elliot out. Cue theme music. Uh, okay. This this is... Uh, didn't lead anywhere and uh, yeah. it's kind of not a bad thing because you don't want to we already had the front loading problem it's okay to give us something that kind of pads out the story yeah i'm i'm I, like i said i don't have a problem with this entry it is a little bit 
strange in terms of, like we said, in relation to the rest of the story with the kids. I can buy it. I like that when Elliot starts making his bullet points, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure some of this is bullshit. Uh, just like this urban myth and stuff, because, I mean, there's no logic here. So it's just, it's already to be like, now, before you go about na- doing the whole naysaying thing, yeah, let me put he's, this he's, he's kind of being a um, casual documentary maker. You know, he's just trying to tell you about his experience here. Right. I definitely and, get, like, like Elliot's earnest, and he's clearly an amateur at this, but... uh He's definitely, like, engaged at this point. Yeah, and I could completely believe that there are these two edgelord kids that would, like, react that way, except for the butterfly knife thing. Oh, my God. You know, I think you would innately know at any age that that's going to get you in a ton of trouble. Oh, shit, yeah. And I don't think that these kids would actually seek trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that they're just little fucking posers. Uh... So I I don't think you would take out a butterfly knife. The rest of this seems really good. The idea of having these two really unreliable sources, I think, is good. Yeah, especially when, again, we can probably confirm they spend all their time writing, uh, you know, their Slender Man fact, well, fan fiction. And yeah, and, and probably it's also... Playing, probably playing nine pages out in the fort in the woods. Yeah, I, I think that these uh, characters, if they just took that out, would be more believable and really serve a purpose here of trying to get you creepy images that are unplausible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the idea that this guy just walks around in a bear costume all the time. Like and, if and you, you frame could... that as being probably not true, it you're is a creepy still image putting to that image. Being like near a playground, looking over toward a storm drain and seeing like a bear head peering out at you, clearly a, a mascot bear head. And then it's gone. You're like, what the fuck did I just see? Yeah, so I think that that was what was being attempted here. And again, it sounds like I'm nitpicking, but that knife thing just pisses me off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I get you. But the rest of it, I think, is a, a really good tactic of getting more information out there. No, definitely. I actually think I, 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 I despite, despite the weirdness of it, I actually do kind of like the weird tonal shift that comes in this part, you know? Sense of adventure and all that. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is more Elliot is less terrified and more just curious and so are we and we're along for the ride here and you and you need that yeah it can't you cannot have like no breaks you have to take some time to yourself and mm-hmm. wander well he elliot definitely takes some time for himself for a bit because the next entry is uh 10 for 2012 so and and real quick the closing of that last one is some good housekeeping of the author talking to us both in character and out of character of saying, like, look, I can't just give you more tapes right off the bat. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And so he's saying that both in character and out of character. Yeah, definitely. I actually think that's that's uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, he covers his bases, let's just say. Our author covers his bases well. And you got to be clever to write that way. So No, definitely. Like, it's funny because the more I read 1999, and you gotta understand, like when I first read this, I I was a little bit more skeptical, and then reading it again, I realized no, this is like the case study continues. There are parts in in it that are 
you know, that are tripping over itself and then other parts that just really succeed. So it's just, it, it continues to be really fascinating. And this is why it is uh, min, or Undercooked Analysis's uh, first multi-part series. We're willing to dedicate that much effort to this story because the author was also dedicated a lot of effort to it. And I think that's worth noting. And you can, and you can get some old stories that uh, were successful in some areas and then tripped over themselves in others. But as people began to understand the nature of creepypasta, it got more polarized. Either you just fuck up and fail or you're really successful. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But anyway, continue. All right. Wow. Nearly five months since I last updated. I'm guessing everyone pretty much thinks I was dead, right? Thankfully, I'm not. But in all seriousness, I really have been busy these past few months. And a blog about something that could have killed me as a little kid is a little low on my current priorities list. As of now, I am living in Waterloo, Ontario, attending the University of Waterloo and, and for computer engineering. Yeah, I'm a keener. As you can imagine, engineering is no walk in the park, so obviously I nearly forgot about this blog. But as you can see now, I am back. Okay, so what do we know what a keener is? Because I do not. It's probably a Canadian thing. Hey, uh, Eclipse, I spelled Eclipse wrong. Can you confirm that for us? Can you tell us what that is? Is that Canadian I'm looking, slang? I'm looking it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't that's no fun. I want I want Keener. I want I, I want not Keener. <laughs> I want Eclipse to tell us. A I person want, I want who wait, a person who keens for someone who has died. I do not think that that is the definition <sighs> I'm looking for. I don't think so either. Hmm. All right. Well, All right. we'll figure out sometime. Should we should we press on? Yeah. I mean, this paragraph pretty much sets itself up. It's just Elliot saying, so here's why I was gone for a while, which, again, is realistic. Yeah. I remember to visit the store and drain the kids from the Caldon Forest told me about. It was out in a clearing between the wooded areas nearby a marsh. Unfortunately, I found absolutely nothing, save for a little turtle that retreated into its self-built, into its built-in home when it saw me. I snapped some pics of the pipe, which I have posted as well. Also, let me tell you, it was not a storm drain like they said it was. It was a turtle drain, because that's why there was a turtle in there. Uh, what I saw was a simple pipe. Possibly the channel that... Possibly the channel the access water from the marsh. It Now, is that supposed to be excess or access? I assume excess water should be what it should say i don't know i don't no. i th- i think it might be correct hmm. i'm not sure i'm just i'm just wondering yeah when, when i returned from caledon however caledon i simply kept putting off uploading everything until i forgot about my blog i just didn't seem important anymore please forgive me it wasn't until only recently that i am now interested in my case again on september 10th i received an email from the address from this email address Return the bee at hotmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, hotmail addresses just automatically yeah. make me laugh. Funny, am I right? Well, it gets better. I'm going to copy and paste the exact email this guy sent me. Dear Elliot, my dear, dear boy, I have missed you ever so much. Oh, how you've grown. The twinkling in your eyes have stayed the same, however. Those eyes looking for adventure. Oh, how I imagine them bringing war, uh, brings war, 
uh, warmth to my old bare heart. That day you came to visit me, I felt so happy that I wanted to go out and pick strawberries. He told me you would come looking. Oh yes, he told me you would come looking. Now, it will be soon. You won't be so lonely soon. I'm ever so sorry I couldn't say hello when you came to visit. Not once. Two times. Do not th uh, threat, however. Should fret. fret. I, I think it's fret, yeah. Yeah. Do not fret, however. You will soon finally come to play with the other children. I will try making my cellar even more cozier than before. A hundred fuzzy hugs, Mr. Bear. <laughs> I really like this. I like it. It's I do good. too. There's really not much to say because it's like, hey guys, isn't it obvious how creepy this is and creepy and obvious and creepy? And I like it. It just works. Let's move on. <laughs> well, I think it's good because um, it's just detached. It's not um, looking to be realistic at all, and it doesn't have to be. No. This this can just be a crazy, deranged person. It remi it kind of reminds me of um, the happy birthday caller in Silent Hill 3, this person who's just like oh yeah, on the phone. And it's never explained, but it doesn't really need to be. And there's some cryptic stuff here, but there's some very concrete stuff here. And there is some very, like, you know, Mr. Bear lore building thing. Like, you know, I want to go pick strawberries. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And make uh, my cellar even more cozier than before. He it's like, told me you would come looking. Oh, yes. He told me you would come looking. The idea of uh, the cellar being cozier makes me think of, like, setting a fire to it, you know? Yeah. It's good. Definitely. Now, obviously this letter is fake, but still, I would like to thank whoever sent it. <laughs> Just reading this letter creeped me out, but because of it, I am now full of this new interest in to continue my blog. I guess it's just funny trying to pursue the mysteries I've always questioned. Now my roommate knows all about this. He thought the letter was real. He actually seemed more scared than I was for a second, but then I shrugged it off, so he did too. I mean... What are the chances of that being real? How would Mr. Bear know when I went to Caledon on those occasions? More or less know my email or me still be interested in the seller? Ha! Huh. You know, uh, I also think that th there's this plausible deniability here that maybe the author didn't write this. Someone sent this to the author and he just used it. I think like that's... it's perfect. It's perfectly possible that that happened. Yeah, definitely. I think that's actually really interesting because then it's like working with what other people are building up, you know? Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's true or not. It's complete speculation, but it seems very plausible. Yeah, definitely. Um, whether it's true or not, I actually think it's... I, I, I do like it. I do like that that adds another layer. Um, and there's this whole, uh, you know, Blair Witch thing where the movie starts out and they're kind of making fun of it and they're kind of taking it serious. And this author is doing the same thing where they're just featuring everything, even if it's completely unrealistic mm -hmm. and that's good. It's like you're featuring this nonsense in a way to lampshade it, to get these images into it, yeah. to get these words into it. And that's good. Yeah, definitely. 
What I find interesting, too, is that um, I was thinking about this, like, he, he thinks it's so implausible that Mr. Bear would be able to find him, but, like, th this is a public blog. I mean, Mr. Bear could have easily Googled Caldon Local 21, and this could have come up, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not at all implausible. Yeah, so I think, actually, that's that just, the more you think about it, the more you're like, okay, yeah, okay, bravo, well done. And it could be that, uh, you know, this this was something that invigorated the author to keep writing <laughs> in in real life. That would be cool, actually. Yeah. I'm going to send a reply to return the B. Wow, just look at that email address. You can tell someone wanted to freak me out. It didn't really work, though. Although, whoever you are, thank you for sparking my interest back into the full, uh, back into the full matter. See, like, yeah, right there. Mm -hmm. Sparking the interest. Maybe I can go find out more about what happened to Mr. Bear. Hopefully, because although I don't buy the that email, part of me still feels anxious. Thank you to all of those who are still following me and have become avid fans. You are also why I'm choosing to continue this. Thanks, guys. That that and that's where that rings sincere. You know that lends credence to everything you 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 and I have said earlier about. You know, maybe that was something someone sent him that helped reinvigorate him. Like, at this point, part maybe part of the reason the author, if not Elliot, continued is because it did become as popular as it did, and people wanted to see the story continue. And that's that kind of thing where when you get that kind of support, you feel, um, you feel rejuvenated. You know. I know there's another phrase for this, but the the common one is, uh, "Be careful what you wish for." <laughs> True. And you have this line here. Um, the twinkling in your eyes have stayed with me the same, however. Those eyes looking for adventure. Like, that adventure thing is what the whole last post was about. Yeah. Is this person is just uh, now reveling in this attention, you know? Mm-hmm. So. It's smart. Mm -hmm. It's smart. So, I mean, we've already established this. All right. Uh, we are moving even well. That's a big jump in time. So we went. We were going from uh, October fourth in twenty twelve to uh, November uh, November ninth in twenty thirteen. So more than a year has passed. Uh, and it's a short update too. Yep. So um, this might actually be a shorter uh, episode in that respect, unless we want to press on from there. But maybe not. Maybe we'll save it. Maybe we'll save it for next time. Not this entry, the, the one following. But let's take a look. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe this blog hasn't been deleted yet. I haven't posted anything in so, for so long. I have my reasons, and I'd rather not discuss them just yet. It's been a rather traumatic year for me. Some of you were right. I shouldn't have gone back to try and, and to relive the mysteries of my childhood, but I couldn't resist. It's been over a year since my last post, and a lot has happened. Let's recap, let's recap where I'm at right now with regards to the whole Mr. Bear incident. The story is some re-crap. Oh. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, uh, should you do the bullet points or should I? I'll, I'd like to do the bullet points. Okay. You have to do the last ones. Return the B at hotmail.com is no longer in use. I tried replying to the email, but I got no reply. I tried again back in March, still no response. I've actually moved to Ottawa, capital of Canada, for those who don't know, for university, so I couldn't have been back to Caledon or back home in the Peel region for a while. 
I had my reasons for leaving, as you could guess why. I've had to make a new email account because people keep prank mailing me pretending to be Mr. Bear. Thanks a lot, guys. Not. Why have I ventured back to this blog? Mitchell Wilson, remember my dad's ex-cop friend? Gave me a phone call on October 23rd about a tape that was found in a branch of the Brampton Public Library. Brampton is my hometown, in case you haven't picked up on that. He claims he isn't allowed to discuss the contents of the tape with me, as it is still evidence, but he asked me to come check it out when I return home. That tape got the gears grinding again, because we all know what was in the last tapes I saw. I can only imagine what can be on it. I'm guessing it must have something to do with Caldon Local 21. Do you want to go ahead and finish this one off since it's so I short? Mean, I might as well. I guess I just wanted to say I am continuing this blog, and I thank you for everyone who still follows it. I don't know when my next entry will be, but when I see the tape, I'll write what I find. I don't know what to expect, but the idea of seeing another tape has gotten me interested in this whole mystery all over again. Elliot. Uh, so I, I can't exactly remember what happens, but so far the idea of like, okay, we got to do this research, research, research. There's a bunch of filler. Okay, I think now we've earned a new tape, you know? Yeah, I'd say so. So it, it, it when you look at the time passing and how much effort has been put into this, I, I don't want to jinx myself because I do kind of forget what happens, but hopefully the way that the tapes will be presented will be uh, quality. One can always hope, right? Yep. The problem is but, uh, I'm looking ahead at the next entry and it's pretty damn long. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, I think we should end it here with a few more final thoughts about this. Cause oh, this has been kind of uh, a bunch of little updates and I kind of like them. Yeah. They're, they build some tension. Uh, I, I can't imagine what I can I can't imagine what it would be like actually uh, following this as it updates because it is such a slow burn mm-hmm. and my mind is just automatically doing that for me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really taking in that perspective that this is a five month gap, this is a year gap, mm-hmm. and that is integral to the story. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I, I agree with you. I'm just, sorry. I was just like reading some stuff and on here and trying to formulate my own thoughts on it. It's interesting. This is like a filler arc, you know? Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, I do too. It's like, you know, as frustrating as they can be when you're watching anime, using anime as a trope, filler arcs are necessary every so often, you know? Well, it's it's excusable here and probably welcomed and a lot of times in anime it's not because it's um what you're doing in there is you're just trying to pad out the budget to get more fight scenes in is usually the case that or and so it's kind of like in the case Yushin. of one piece you're just trying to make sure you don't catch up with the manga <laughs> yeah and then um you know if, if you've ever watched naruto some of the animation in it is just god awful and it's oh yeah it's serving the purpose of spacing it out to get to more action scenes mm. that are quality and then turn out to just be like copies of real life fight scenes from other live action movies. Huh. But anyway, anyway, let's not, Oh man, let's not go down that terrible road. No, let's not. No, I agree. This, I think this, um, this particular branch of filler 
is is necessary filler. It's what we need. We need a little bit of a lull between uh, between things to happen. Um, and again, I can't imagine following this uh, when it actually was, you know, is live updated, but um, which is nice. Uh, but you can imagine just the waiting for some people must be extreme, you know? Like, what's going to happen? Like, come on. And what's nice is that, again, the thing about the filler is that you get a sense that Elliot has a life beyond this, and that's important. Mm-hmm. It's important for the sense of realism to accepting that this story is is could be a, a you know with um, a factual account. Not that anybody really believes it's a factual account, but it lends credence to that idea. I'm sure there's some idiots out there, but I mean, there um, are people. Is Candle Cove real? Yeah, this uh. With the exception of this most recent update that we just read, all of them could have been the last update if the author got bored, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's and that's a good thing, because I think that this last update is um, really trying to lampshade the next update and saying, like, look, I think that I might actually be able to get back into this. Mm-hmm. And I might actually get some more information, get to see some tapes. Um but the other ones kind of like housekeeping and I think that we're not doing it justice by calling it filler though. That's like the closest thing that we can, you know, the closest term that we can call this. Yeah. Cause this is important realism building. And oh, even though this is more mundane, there are still some interesting images being introduced. We have the uh, kids talking about Mr. Bear that's great. We got the letter from Mr. Bear. That's great. We're we're getting content. It's just not the over-the-top content that was at the beginning and that we're hoping uh, is built to next time. And that's 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 a good thing. Like, that's a really good thing. I think. And uh, you, you can look at something like uh, Ben Drowned and, and that whole thing. There were parts of that that I thought were quality filler, and then some other ones where I was just like, I don't, do I need this? This is quality filler. Let's just, let's just yeah. put that out there. This is quality filler. This is, whoops, sorry. That was me hitting my microphone. Uh, and everyone's going to hear that. Stop hitting your microphone. <laughs> God, you're, I, I just tapped, gave mine a love tap. Sounds like you're abusing yours. It's it's sturdy as shit, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I think that this is some quality stuff here. Uh, we should probably like. I don't necessarily understand this part though. The um, I'd have my reasons, and I'd rather not discuss them yet. This year's been rather traumatic for me, uh, but there oh, was yeah. something about there was something about. Uh, you might understand why, and it's like, no, I don't understand why. Yeah, like, but, I, I'm, like I'm are hoping you saying the... are you saying that you're you're being constantly harassed? Is a man in a bear costume following you wherever you go? Did you have a bad breakup? Did it turn out your did did it turn out you the love of your life, your your potential fiance likes to dress up in a bear costume when you have sex? I mean, like... <laughs> bear costumes are an emotional trigger for me. Uh, <laughs> it's they're... like that scene from The Shining, you know? Yes. <laughs> But uh, oh man, that's a that's that is a great what the fuck moment. Oh my, it's one of my best moments in in my mind. Just looking down the hall, what the fuck is going on there? 
Because it's, no it's it is genuinely terrifying and genuinely funny at the same time. Yeah, it's like what even, what even is going on? But yeah, I I don't know what the trauma traumatic thing is. And are we gonna find I'm, out I'm, what the I'm, traumatic I'm, thing is? Yeah, I'm hoping we're not supposed to know what the traumatic thing is because it's, it's almost implied that we should know. But I'm hoping that it's something that actually isn't related to the story, or something that comes up later and then. It's like, hey, I didn't think this was related to the story, but now I'm realizing it is. That would be that would be some that would be some satisfying payoff, I gotta say. Like I said, the um, the author, not necessarily. He, he switched schools. Right. So that's worth noting. Right. The author is smart, though. That's the thing. We we've established this now that now that this is becoming more of a thing. The story is being woven very carefully. The narrative mm -hmm. and where things are placed are being are being handled in a in a very specific sort of manner and uh i wouldn't put it past the author to um to have that be a thing that pays off later that thing about so remember that thing i mentioned back in like the 13 2013 well uh it turns out yeah like you said it's yeah related and i would i would find that very satisfying and yeah the the build-up has been satisfying because whenever we get these little glimpses it's it's usually worth it. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, I is, there, should... is there much more to say? I don't think there's much more to say about this one. Before we close out, I wanted to read a comment, that the one I found it again. It's a comment by one of uh, my patrons. Um, if anybody is interested in supporting... I'm going to just go ahead and plug it right now. If anyone's interested in supporting Midnight Marinara, Undercooked Analysis, or any of the other uh, random bits and things I do on this channel... Um, consider looking at my patreon page uh there will be a link to it in the description there always is uh usually and um i mean if i just hit 1000 youtube subscribers which is a pretty significant milestone for me and yay nothing i was really touched by that and and i keep thinking to myself if every person on here just gave me a dollar a month i would not have to worry about a lot of things and I could really, really go full bore into the show. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. all that money would go toward making sure I stay alive and would go would be invested in making sure I get the best equipment and can invest the most time into making the show as good as it is. Now, that being said, I have some amazing patrons so far who are, have been incredibly generous. And one of them left a comment on the last 1999 video. Uh, this is Katie R. St. Pierre. And she writes... I really like how the story is going. I, to first hear this from Creeps McPasta, and it's kind of funny because I actually heard a very similar story when I lived up near the Canadian border. Though not quite the same story, it was about a man who lived in the woods and tried to draw in young children to whom would vanish never to be seen again. As for the issue you and Dead Palette have with the tapes being at different police stations, I think it could have been done better if the author had just flat out said that most of the tapes were lost. That might seem just as unbelievable, but if you go back to some past criminal cases, that happens all the time, even as little as 10 years later. I've been listening to too, too many crime podcasts lately. Yeah, yeah, it's completely plausible that these things would, you know, be lost in bureaucracy. Right, and to me that would be a much more, a much easier thing than for some reason they're just at different police stations. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, Katie, 
Thank you for the uh, feedback on that, and uh, thank you for your patronage. Really, uh, I know I've sent you, uh, I've sent things to that effect to the people, but really to all my patrons out there, thank you guys. Like, thank you so much, and to my listeners, just my listeners in general. Like, I do this much like Elliot in the story. Part of the reason I keep going is I keep getting your guys' support, monetary or no, and that me it means a lot to me. So thank you. And again. We love comments oh. more than that's that's what we want the most. <laughs> this is if you if you're not gonna if you're not gonna give me money, give me comments. <laughs> give us comments because Dead Palette and I have a similar mission. We want to create discussion. We want people to talk about creepy pasta and story craft and theory, and we want people to like have fun with it and play with it and just come up with cool ideas. So please. Uh, so far, there's been a few good ones. We would like to see more. And don't be afraid of, like, uh, quote-unquote being wrong because, you know, we're just two fucking guys with opinions as well. We get stuff <laughs> wrong. It's not, Like, we're not going to figure out what is, quote-unquote, wrong or, you know, probably not uh, valid to what's actually being done in a story right. unless we discuss it. Our opinions are pretty highbrow, admittedly, but they're opinions. And you guys have opinions, too. We'd like to hear them. Uh, so please, yeah, uh, get out there. Leave some comments after you hear this. Tell us what you think. Um, but yeah, um, this has been another successful uh, 1999. And I think in the next part, we'll get all caught up with uh, what's been happening with our friend Elliot, wouldn't you say? I hope so. Yeah, fingers crossed there. Um, yeah, just in case other people have... Haven't tuned in before and heard uh, your smooth and sexy voice before. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, the internet. Ah, yes. The vast and infinite archives of the internet. You hide in every corner of it, right? Uh, yes. I go by the uh, username on YouTube, Mr. Creepypasta. <laughs> oh my god! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.